0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 194 of Getting It Out Podcast, and that's the third time I recorded me saying that, so I hope it worked this time. Anyway, the song you just heard was Kara from Four Stroke Baron. It's off of their new album, Classics. It was released October 1st on Prosthetic Records, and it's very cool. Not just that song, but the whole album. Speaking of cool, the video that goes along with this album, or this song, I'm sorry, is also very cool, but it's weird. Like most things from Four Stroke Baron, they're a very weird band, and usually I don't know what to think, but usually I'm left thinking that was pretty cool, whether it's things I heard or things I saw. Um, They they remind me of a band that would uh, drink a lot of milk, but also rock in some kind of weird way. It'd be like the weird kid in your neighborhood that has the trampoline in the backyard. So you're going to go over there and hang out, and then you're going to watch him do a flip with a twist in it, and you're going to be like, wow, you're a lot more interesting than I thought you were. And then he's going to down a whole gallon of milk right in front of you without puking because I think that's impossible, but he'll do it because he's weird, just like Four Stroke Baron and their new album, Classics, out now on Prosthetic Records. Go listen to it. But don't do that right now. You've got other things to do right now. You've got to listen to a podcast. That's why you're here. You came to Getting It Out Podcast to listen to a new episode of Getting It Out Podcast, and that's exactly what this is. So you're going to do that now. And on this episode, I have an interview with Adrian Barnello from Fight Back Mountain, do you know who they are? You don't? Well, I'll tell you. They're a punk rock band out of St. Louis, Missouri. I think that's the state that St. Louis is in. I feel like it could be St. Louis, Kentucky, but that's not a real place. But maybe it might be. There's a Denver, Pennsylvania right down the street from me. So maybe there is a St. Louis, Kentucky. Who's to say? Probably someone in St. Louis. Kentucky, not Missouri. Anyway, why don't we get into this episode before I start confusing myself with locations and, uh, and come up with an alias. Why would I need an alias? I don't know. Let's just keep moving.
1: Jackie, make family and friends. Make friends and.
0: Okay, here we are. Another episode of the podcast. Let's get to it. Have you ever had a kid? Some of you might have said, yes. In fact, I have a couple. Some of you might have said, I just had one or I've had one, but it's been a while. Okay, well, I have two at the moment. And uh, that's all I'm ever going to have. But, <laughs> but, uh, but there's a thing that comes along with having kids, and that's other kids. And at first, you get to, uh, you get to curate their friendships. You get to decide which kids they hang out with because it's your friends who also have kids, and it's really easy. But eventually, they start hanging out with other kids, weird kids, and there's nothing exactly that makes them weird other than they're not ones that you handpicked, or they're not ones that you care about in any type of way. Um, even if I, if even if I don't particularly like my friend's kids, which I can't think of an instance, but just being a hypothetical here, even if I don't like my friend's kids, I'm going to tolerate them because I like my friend. But eventually your kids start bringing along kids that you have absolutely zero affiliation with or care for, and you're still supposed to be nice to them. And for some people, that's probably pretty easy. But for me, it's... (laughs) It's not, and uh, I've found myself being mean to children uh, here and there throughout the years, and uh, I'm a little a little embarrassed by it, but at the same time, come on now. They are annoying. I had a kid in my house today just asking me all sorts of questions, but then at the end, before he left, he folded the blankets. What am I going to do? That was, that's a pretty good trade-off, but too many questions for sure. Then there were some other kids. There's always other kids. And they just behave away that i'm not very fond of and if it's my kid doing it i can handle that i will literally handle that if it's uh if it's someone else's kid i can't do anything if it's my friend's kid i could say hey your kid's kind of an asshole isn't he and he might be like yeah i hate him and i'll be like yeah so do i and then we'll laugh but when it's somebody else's kids who you're not friends with you just have to be around them and watch them Do things that you don't like and you can't say much, but you can. You also can. And sometimes I do. And I don't think I should, but I do. And uh, there's a weird thing though now with, with other people's kids. They're not afraid of parents anymore. When I was a kid, parents were terrifying. Anybody's parents. Grandparents? Disgusting. But other people's parents? Terrifying. Other people's grandparents? Disgusting and terrifying, but for a different reason. Kids these days say, no, no fear. It's YouTube, I think. Or it's the Instagrams. But, but that's not true because these kids I'm talking about, they're not on it. I don't know. It's just, a, it's weird. It's weird. And I know that I'm going to be one of these back in my day parents because I already am. And that's really disappointing. You don't want to be that. When you have kids, you don't want to be a back in my day guy. You don't need a back in my day mom. You don't want to tell them how it used to be. But it did used to be different. And it was better the way it was when we were around right? I don't know. Now I feel like Taco Carlson. That's bad. Somebody should smack me. Okay, that's enough of me talking for this episode. Let's get into my interview with Adrian Barnello of Fight Back Mountain. Got to give you a little warning before we get into this one. It sounds a little bit off. It does. I noticed this just now while editing it. For some reason, and I can't tell you why, we overlap. Our voices overlap. There must have been a delay Through Skype as we were recording And uh, it recorded it funky So if it sounds like we're cutting each other off We really weren't That's not the way it was happening in real life It's just I can't figure out how to fix this on the recording So um, sorry for the overlap It sounds like every time It's going to sound like I'm cutting him off When he's answering a question of me But I promise you I wasn't And it was a pleasant conversation And I'm glad we had it So I want you to hear it So here, first listen to Fatima by Fight Back Mountain. And then check out our interview.
1: It's of
0: okay so hey I'm, I'm glad we finally got to do this um, I've been listening I don't know how I, I don't know if you guys brought me to your attention or if I found you some other way um, I don't remember I think um, I think you covered Time and yeah, Timon right.
2: who is a St. Louis band that we're we're buddies with and I was like hey us yeah. too. <laughs> we're a band I think is what I, I, I
0: was doing well it worked because I've been listening to you guys ever since yeah and cool um, that Sweet. what was the last record called? Uh, something something beach, Times yeah. Beach. Say. Something beach, yeah. And uh, I really liked I really yeah, like that beach. one. And so when you told me you had new stuff coming, I was like, Well hell yeah, let's just do a whole just do a whole thing. So here we are. Nice. So let's go um let's do some real basic shit with just you, by the way. Uh, Adrian. I don't think I mentioned that you are um
2: Yeah, Adrian Barnum And you do
0: what in the band exactly?
2: So I'm the uh lead singer. Um and I play lead guitar. Okay. That's what I thought, but I and notably, notably, I don't write okay. the lyrics. All right. I just sing. All right. yes. All right. So you're saying, like, don't blame me. Is that what?
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I just like to give Angelica credit because Angelica is the rhythm guitar player, and she uh, writes gotcha. the lyrics. And uh, I always like to give cool. her credit ah, for that. That's very, very,
0: very kind of you. Um, so, but for you personally, what? And we'll go way back. What was your introduction to uh, or or discovery? Like, what what made you find, discover, and enjoy punk music?
2: Well, so I was born in '92, which meant that I got into punk music when I was about 14, uh, 12 to 14. So that would have been 2004 to 2006. So I was big into, and I still am into uh, Green Day. That was my first one. Um, Green Day and um, Blink 182, the intro stuff yeah. from Millennials. That's, hold on, can I stop you? Because <laughs> uh, I just it's, think it's
0: really funny, not funny, haha. That you could, you could be 10 years younger and probably say the same bands too right oh, cuz sure. dookie was yeah. i forget 93 94 something like that like you know i'm i'm 36 and that was what was like the entry stuff for most people my age then too so, so yeah. anyway good, good
2: well it's a good it's a good entry point cuz i mean green day's got like three or four like very very great albums pretty inarguably great um, so that was my first uh, experience with punk rock and then I um, I got into music by looking up bands on Yahoo Music. <laughs> uh, so I would go on MySpace and I would hear about a band in a forum, like No Effects yeah. or something, and I would look them up on Yahoo Music, which was this horrible streaming service that would only give you um, shuffles okay. <laughs> based on yeah. the artist, kind of like Pandora. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was actually great at the time because I didn't know anything. So I just typed in like, descendants and then a descendant song would play and then a bunch of other songs that kind of sound like descendants and that's how I got into bands is that learning one band and then going after other bands that kind of sound like well you know band. what I like
0: about that is that's very it's not the same but it's very similar to the old way of getting into it or the older way of getting into it like if you go back 10 years before you like me when when I really got into punk rock and hardcore and stuff that became formative for me it was punkorama volume 2.1 2.1 exactly it came with a pair of bands simon woodstock nice. shoes that i got the summer before seventh grade and and it came nice. and it had it had descendants and pennywise and h20 and rancid and the joy killer and i don't know the humpers i forget what else was on there but it but it was like yeah but it was like okay i knew i already knew who some of these things were but there was a bunch of bands that sounded similar and that was the way to do it it was just was a lot harder to go from there, you know, because now you had to go out and buy the whole CD to figure out if it was any good. But, uh, but yeah, but it's, but I, yeah. but I, I like everybody talks about like the, the, the division of generations. I use that term loosely. But as far as getting into music, yeah. where there's a lot of similarities to it too. And it's, and it's just finding something that sounds the same based on something you already like and, and doing it in 2004, 2006, it's a little different, but kind of the same way. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, I don't feel any sort of
2: um, you know elitism towards uh, like I don't think my way is better. I don't think right. your way is better. I think they're all I think they're all good. I mean, nowadays, you know, people probably are getting into punk like as we speak through uh, uh, who's that guy uh, Tommy Gun, Tommy <laughs> Gun guy,
1: Oh, Machine yeah, Gunn yeah. Kelly. Yes, that's, that's... The one.
2: People are probably getting into it yeah. that way, and you know what? Right. That's fine. Yeah. No. It's all good. If if that's how it happens, it, it's it's totally fine. If they listen to that and then they get on Spotify and they are like, oh, what else was Travis Barker in? And then they find that. That's,
0: well, that's it's all good. As long as it gets you to the point where you like the music. If they're going by what good. else is Travis Barker in, that's going to get a little – that can go anywhere. Because – Like, all right. So I was never, never a big Blink-182 guy. I like the Dude Ranch album. There's a couple songs on a couple other albums that I like. But, but really, they just never a band that I got into. It. But today – But I always – I. I give like every every new record a fair shot, like I really do. I, every every Friday, I make a a folder on my home, home screen of my phone, and I put new records in there from Spotify, and then I listen nice. to them in their entirety. Today, I just got around to listening to Angels and Airwaves, which their new record, which might be the first time I've ever listened to Angels and Airwaves. Yeah, I and I thought it was fine. Do it. I don't like it, but I thought it was fine. Um, but that made me go through the rabbit hole of. Like okay, obviously I know this is a Blink One Eighty Two guy. What were they, weren't there other bands? Wasn't there Boxcar Racer? Wasn't there? And then I was like, oh yeah, there's that Plus Forty Four thing. And then I, like as I'm looking like through the related artists, I'm like Jesus Christ, what? And every week there's a new song from other bands with Travis Barker in them. I don't know, I just can't keep up with that guy. I don't know. Yeah, he is very <laughs> prolific <laughs> yeah, nowadays. Yeah, yeah, but good for him. Good for him. He's doing the work. He's, he started in the Aquabats yeah. too, so we got to give him some. You know, he's got his. He's got his. uh his street cred. Do Aquabats, do Aquabats get street? Yes, cred? they've got Mormon street cred. What's that's What's better? Sure. What's better? Yeah. That's legit, right there. So, so yeah. when did you when did you um, start? What, what, actually, what was your first show concert?
2: Uh, well, that's just the same that's answer.
0: <laughs> unfortunately, or
2: fortunately, uh, the first concert I remember going to is Green Day and my chemical romance at the Savas center which is where the blues play yeah. i think it's not called that anymore though it's one of those ones that changes names every yeah, 5 years or whatever rises, i'm
0: sure yeah so
2: yeah but before that i'm sure i went to other concerts i just don't remember which
0: right what they that, were. That, that, that makes sense too do you know when you first found your way into like the local scene
2: mm-hmm. um yeah it must have been in um, thinking back i think it was probably about 2007 I was in a high school band uh, called the Mondales, and we also played through college, which was 2010. Is when I started
0: college, so it must have been around 2007 is when I started playing music. Very nice. And then, so you did that, and then who was, or was there a big local band for you back then?
2: Oh yeah, there is still. Uh, there is a local band called the Humanoids. Okay. The Humanoids, they are super good. Uh, I. I actually paid them, or well, my parents paid them to play my 16th birthday oh, nice. party. And they came, they paid them a few hundred dollars, and they came and played in my the basement of our McMansion that we had back in the day. It was way too big. It was like pre-housing <laughs> crash. Uh, the house was way too big. And uh, they played it, and it was awesome. Yeah. It was me and all my 15- and 16-year-old <laughs> friends. Nobody from, like, the scene. So they were, like they didn't feel like any pressure whatsoever to like do good. And they just right. killed it. It was awesome. And I got them to cover some random, like classic punk songs, like minor threat and stuff like that, even though they were not yeah. straight edge, which is hilarious. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it was great. It was probably one of my favorite concert experiences and they still bring it up to this day. Oh, they don't play that much, but they're all in other bands. Cause yeah, you know yeah. how it is. And, uh, they, yeah, they still bring and it up. They're still, they're still playing around memory. down there.
0: Yeah. In yeah, other bands. Nice. But, yeah. That's awesome. Um, so, so, how long did you do the Mondales? Um,
2: that was from 2007 to 2000, off and on. Uh, okay, so were you
0: were you doing the same thing that you're doing in Fight Back Mountain, guitar and vocals? Yeah, but I also wrote the lyrics. Okay, were there. the lyrics better now, or worse? that's
2: the only difference? Uh, they are <laughs> way better now.
0: You're you're you're, you're passing yeah. with flying colors so far on the.
2: Uh... Yeah, I'm not uh, I'm not very in touch with my emotions, or so my therapist says. Hey, so well, cheers to
0: that. Likewise. Yeah. So, all right. So you do that for a while. When does, when does Fight Back Mountain become a thing, become an idea? How about that? Uh,
2: well, it was an idea that we had in 2017. Um, me and Angelica, we've been together for a really, really long time. And we wanted to start playing music together because we both played music. She never really played in a band. I did. And um, she is really, really good at writing lyrics. And I obviously i have already said I don't really like to. So, I would take her lyrics and start writing songs around them, you know, on the guitar. And um, it just kind of went off from there. I just took the the drummer from the old band and then I found a bass player eventually and we made it into a band. And she plays right, second right.
0: guitar. Right. So, guitar. did that – did you guys have a a sound? I mean, obviously it was some form of punk that you were going to go for. But did you have like a, like other bands that you were – thinking about that, you wanted to sound like or was this just going wherever
2: yeah we were definitely influenced right off the bat by like jawbreaker um lawrence arms um alkaline trio stuff like that and uh we also wanted to incorporate some of those kind of ideas with some more like grungy stuff like um nirvana and like smashing pumpkins so we kind of met in the middle on that Cause the Mondales is a very like straightforward, four to the floor like pop yeah. punk band, and I like that kind of music, but I didn't want to do that again. Right, right. So we
0: tried to make it a little bit different. Nice. Well, that's. That, it's interesting that you say you had those more. You know, I don't. I don't not grunge, yeah, I guess grunge '90s sound in there because I hear that. I hear that it's not straight up. Like I, like I don't know what like. So it's kind of one of the things I wanted to ask you is what would you classify if you had to put a genre tag on fight back mountain what would it be?
2: um i would just say rock okay but that's like the most general thing ever i think a more realistic is probably pop punk i would probably still call it that but um rock alternative
0: no i, I don't know
2: i think i, would I like go with that i like actually. that
0: i like that because i have a huge aversion to pop punk and usually it's usually it's just the vocals and you guys don't have those vocals. Like, I was listening to you guys. I was listening to this to right. Lavender Sky today and thinking, like, what what separates this from what I don't like? And, I like, a lot of it, a lot of it, I mean, it's not all of it, but a lot of it is just your singing is not that high-pitched, like, real, yeah, no. I don't, I can't do it. Like, I, I've, yeah, I've tried, I've it. tried, like, fine. I've tried with so many of, so many of those bands that have been around forever, like, you know, whose legacy pop punk bands that I just can't do it. I like, but again, I don't have that issue with you guys. You guys don't, you, you, there's enough of that rock in there and that it sounds like a, it doesn't sound like that. So I'm glad to hear you say that. Not that it fucking matters, but just for my own personal thing, like it makes sense yeah. that I like it. Well, that's
2: the thing is like you show any old random person your band that isn't into like this kind of music and they're going to say, like, I don't know, it sounds like whatever they play on the rock <laughs> alternative station that exists right. where you yeah. live, right? Like yeah, Around here it's called 105.7 The Point But I'm sure wherever you are There's a, a uh, rock 105.7 radio station.
0: The X yeah. What? It's the yeah. same number? It used to be 105.7 that's, The Edge Which would go better with your point That's yeah. nice Isn't it usually <laughs> The Edge, The X, The Point the the,
2: the yeah, <laughs> yeah Whatever But it's all the yeah. same shit I mean for real So uh, yeah, I'm allowed a curse right? Okay, yeah, I, I've listened to your podcast before, but no, I just kind of right. flipped my mind whether or not cursing is normal. But um, it's the same shit, and like, so I don't. I, I try not to get too elitist about it, and was like, oh, we're technically uh, <laughs> whatever, like an orgcore, '90s uh, inspired soft grunge yeah. band. It's
0: like ah, we're a rock alternative. The problem band. is, I would know what you meant when you said that, like uh core, right? That's isn't that <laughs> was that yeah. punknews.org? Sounding bands—is that what that was? Yeah. Yes. Which? Yes, it was. Which I don't know that I ever figured out what that sound was exactly. Was that like Hot Water Music? Yeah. Yes, that's the band. That's okay. the orc yeah. band. Yeah. Who music. I love. Yeah. So that's so I, I I do love. Yeah, that's cool. That's good core. Stuff. Although I, you know, I always <laughs> think of it as orc core, which sounds much nerdier. Yeah. But no, you know.
2: Yeah, that's like <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: power metal or something. Yeah,
0: the, uh, the Scandinavian stuff. Yes. <laughs> so so one of the things about Fight Back Mountain that I, that I want to know is what is the name? I don't think I know this yet. What, what does Fight Back Mountain even mean?
2: Okay. That's a great question. Uh, it's a totally weird origin story for a name, for a band. So um, in St. Louis, there was – it's even less relevant now because it doesn't <laughs> exist anymore. There was a, a movie theater chain called Werenberg. And our bass player at some point when Facebook had like a translate thing, I still I think they still have that where you type like a foreign language into the comments and it'll yeah. say translate. Well, he typed Werenberg in there, and I guess Facebook thought that this was probably German because it sounds kind of German. But anyway, he clicked translate on Werenberg, like he said, I'm going to Werenberg, and it said translate and it said right back mountain <laughs> when he hit translate. And it was like, he keeps uh, like a list or something of like good names. And that was one that he was like, hey, we should use this one. And I was like, all right, because naming stuff is hard. And um, yeah, I was like, okay, cool. Especially
0: naming a band is hard. Um, I always, I think I, I bring this up every time I talk to somebody about the name of their band, but my, my old band, we got a name off a beer can, you know, because it, it was just <laughs> there and we were playing and trying to figure out a band name and it was like, all right, well, this is it. Um, so <laughs> so I get it, that's, but that's that's a much, that's much cooler and uh, a much more interesting way to find a band name, and I, and I
2: yeah, it's it's much more twenty first yeah. <laughs> century. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. But I like, and I like the name too. I like. It. Um, has has? It's too it, long. Well, you, you,
2: if I, I could go back in time, I would change it. Well, so you it could abbreviate so
0: "Mountain," right? So that's yeah. That's, Mtn. But you yeah. probably do that and then get a lot of questions.
2: <laughs> yeah, if I back against what? What is the Mtn? <laughs> no. I don't know. I figure everybody knows what MTN means because Mountain Dew. Oh, that's that's a good point. MTN. That's a good point. You would think
0: that people that don't know what MTN means would know what MTN means because of Mountain Dew. Do you know what I mean? Like, you would, right? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. But right. they don't. Uh,
2: so, uh, if I could change it, I would change the name to one so letter, I, like, <laughs> like L. <laughs> it would be easier to put on stuff. But then again. If you make it too short, here's another thing. If your band name is too short or too generic yeah. nowadays, it's really hard to find stuff about your band. It's
0: incredibly hard. Do you, do you know where, um, Yeah. you where I run into a lot of issues with, uh, I do this, uh, well, there is this website that exists in the background but not for reality for anybody else but me yet. For <laughs> But it's gettingitout.net and there's, I've, I've put in, i nice. put in over, or the last, I've been working on it for fucking two years so eventually it should show up somewhere. But, uh, mm-hmm. I've, yeah. I've entered in information for over 700 bands at this point like everybody has their own page like Fightback Mountain has has a page oh, there geez. um and nice. it's it's pretty it's, it. you know, it's basically just links to your stuff but with your picture and a little bio and whatever but like specifically yeah. with hardcore bands because the idea with hardcore bands is usually to have like this really generic name like you know how hard it's to yeah, you know how hard it's to look up Time and Pressure like yeah you can put Time and Pressure band but you're gonna get all you get all sorts of weird shit like, like engineering yeah, like stuff. It's, it's you know yeah. you get you, there's a band called The Fight. That's not an easy band to look up, right? The
2: the you know. <laughs> or like I said, yeah, discharge. discharge. If you Google you discharge, to. you're gonna you have, you're gonna get some search yeah, results. Right. there You don't. So I figured yeah. out the
0: way to Google it. Like you gotta Google it and then like put like band music at the end. But it's uh but it's oh yeah.
2: Well, I promise <laughs> you. If you Google, I'm going to do it right now. If you Google Fight Back Mountain, you do not have to type band on them.
0: I don't think you do. It, it yeah. comes it right <laughs> up. There you go. That's what you need. That's what more. Well, I'd like I Just another example. I did one. I did a, this band down in Atlanta called Satisfied. And I had Satisfied on the podcast. Okay. And to Google Satisfied, we, <laughs> we're going to get all sorts of good stuff. But anyway. <laughs> How to keep your partner right. satisfied. But so, yeah. so Fight Back Mountain, it's a good name. I like it. Um been around since 2017 ish. you have times beach that came out before 18 18 yeah. ish incubated yeah. it started the conception started in 2017 uh it was birthed in 2018 i guess we can say right <laughs> yes
2: it's like a it's like an elephant it takes a, a while to actually
0: pop right. out so the times beach came out about uh, two years ago like 2019 i want to say and yeah uh, that's, pre- that's a pretty quick turnaround for a debut album for a full length um was that stuff that was written specifically for fight back mountain or was that, did you bring that those songs from elsewhere?
2: Um, so most of it was actually written specifically for fight back mountain. There was two songs, um, that were Mondale songs that I re, I had her write new lyrics and, uh, but I kept the basic melodies and stuff or so basically she took my old Mondale's lyrics and made them her own and added stuff to them. Um, but that was just two songs and those songs were birdhouses and uh nosedive off of the first album um but everything else was written and prepared just for five backs. Nice. well like
0: i said that's that's a that's a pretty quick pretty quick turnaround for a full length um and to have your to have basically your sophomore album out now three years into being a, a band officially that's that's pretty quick. Am I doing math right? Is, is that right? Two thousand eighteen? Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. 2018, 19. Yeah. yeah. Something like. <laughs> yeah. Twenty two. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. What year is it? I don't even so, remember. But the new record, "Lavender Sky." How long was this thing in the works?
2: Um, well, it's funny actually. Uh, the first song that we wrote for this one was uh-huh. Fatima, and it was actually gonna be on the first one, um, but we didn't feel comfortable enough. Like it was, it was too fast of a. We would have had to go into the studio and do it right away, like a week or two after learning it. So it's been in the works since uh, before <laughs> the first one came out, I guess, in a way. Um, so a while. Uh, but we, we, we pruned the, the songs down to the 12 uh, with the one bonus track. If you buy it on Bandcamp, there's a special bonus track that you get with the download. So it's technically like 13, but it's 12. Um, there were some songs that we wanted to put on there, and we you know tested out and everything. So getting it down to the 12, I really wanted to keep it under 40 minutes. I think it's exactly like 39 minutes and 30 seconds right. or something like that, or maybe right at 40. I wanted to keep it relatively short, um, although, you know, we are a rock alternative, <laughs> air quotes, band. So our songs are like yeah. three minutes long. Um, but I wanted to keep it short and um, get it down there. So we really took our time on this one. And uh, I think it shows on the final product, or at least I hope so.
0: No, I, yeah, for sure. I think so. Um, the, you mentioned Fatima, that came, and you, you, I think you posted something today about how you released that song about a year ago. Um, and, and I know you've had a couple other songs come out as, I don't know if you want to call them singles or what, but, but Die Young. And, yeah, was yeah Die Young yeah. is one of them. What was the other one? Um, uh, Uncle, yeah. Uh, Uncle, Uncle Mero. Mero. Is that, was any it? And okay. So you've had those, those four, four songs come out in the past year. How's how has uh, what's the reaction or feedback been that you've called so far?
2: Uh, the feedback's been really good on those ones, honestly, so far, and I'm pretty happy with it. Um, we were able to uh, get a decent, you know, for a for a band of our size, we were able to get a decent number of streams on on all those ones. And, you know, people seem to like them. When we play them out, people, like, you know, that come to the shows around here know the words to them and yeah. stuff, which is cool. Uh, I would say the reaction is probably better than because the first time uh when we released the first album we just kind of threw it out there we didn't do like singles and i think nowadays you really need to do like lead up to an album it's not like it used to be where you could just be like oh album's coming out in a month and then put it out i mean nowadays with the algorithm all that stuff that i (laughs) bothers me uh you got to do like lead up like you got to Drop little things here and there to keep people interested and yeah, yeah it, engaged.
0: I, I think you're absolutely right about that, and it sounds like we might have the same opinion. I think it sucks to have to do it that way, but I understand why it needs to be done that way. I I'm an album person. Compl- I don't yes, me I don't too. listen to I don't listen to playlists, even though I make a playlist to put out there because I know that's what what's the way a lot of people like to consume them. I want to listen to the album front to back. That's like I said when I make those weekly folders where i listen to every album in there front to back even if i even if i'm a quarter into it and i think it sucks i'm i'm just gonna get through it and and i just put <laughs> but, but but when i do love a record a band i want to listen to the whole album and uh and it was interesting that today where i just heard t- for today the first time the whole lavender sky record and there were songs like fatima and die young who i think are back-to-back tracks if i remember the track list correctly um I think you're, and right. it was like, oh, the, you, I got to that part, and I was like, I am like really familiar with those two songs by now. You know what I mean? Because they've been on my radar for for a long yeah. time. And then the was, I don't mind that, of course, that that's fine. But it's just, it's it's almost like for my preferences to have it all be new at once. But I understand, like, it totally makes sense to not be like, you know, like you said, the way that music gets released. Yeah, now, you can't do that.
2: Yeah, and it, I I'm on the same I'm on the same page as you. Like, I wish that it could just all be new all at the same time. And, you know, there'd be like a big lead up and anticipation and stuff, but you know, it's just not like that because in order to keep people on, in order to stay on the radar, you got to stay in their algorithm (laughs) on social (laughs) media. And in order to do that, you need to give them little breadcrumbs and social media companies. They pay you off in terms of engagements and stuff by giving people breadcrumbs instead of a whole, (laughs) <laughs> loaf
0: <of> bread <laughs> all at once. They don't even give a. They don't even give a piece yeah. of the bread, and it's it's funny. I, no. I'm sure you see it because I see it with uh, if I dare click on analytics buttons for mm-hmm. any of the podcast social media stuff, which I try not to because it's just it's just frustrating to look at. Who? Yeah, uh, here's, here's how many people saw this. Like, motherfucker, I know how many people follow it. I know how many people you showed it to. Like, it's not even... Like, just put it in the regular flow. Like, you don't need... I don't need to be put at the top. Just put it in there. Make it make it possible to see. But no, they don't do that. And it's got to yeah. be even worse for... Well, just as bad for, uh, for musicians. Especially when you are dropping an album. Where it's like... Like, I do this every week. So, I don't care. Whatever. If one week doesn't go over well, I don't... It's just... There's another one next week, right? This is... Like this week yeah. was 192, right? <laughs> like, like, like it's, it's yeah. whatever. But, but your whole thing is something that you worked hard on for a really long time that you can't afford to have it. Well, you can, but you don't want to have it just being passed over. So you're right. You need to do, you need to do these singles and you need to yeah. do breadcrumb and whatever. I guess that's the way it is. It sucks a little.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it is different. Uh, I would say it's worse, but a lot of people, what? yeah yeah <laughs> so that's you know that's just the difference of a yeah i don't know there. if i'm
0: the old man yelling at the cloud or or what but you know but that's <laughs> yeah old man yells at cloud <laughs> right. symptoms but so okay so so how much of lavender sky is ha- or has been handled by you and the other band members in fight back now from the like what would you guys do Are you releasing this on your own um we're actually releasing it um in a partnership with a a local
2: record store called the record space, very cool record store in, uh, South St. Louis. If you're ever in the area, anybody that's listening to this, you should go check it out. He's got like a record label, which is called the record (laughs) label because it's the record space. Um, and we did a split of, um, basically split some of the costs Mm. and stuff. So we're kind of partnered with him on that. And, um, he does reissues of, of, various things with his label and um puts out releases for other local bands and stuff too and we, we mentioned time and pressure i think he did a reissue of their latest album uh, with different art that you can only get at his store uh, so we we basically um came to an agreement that we would split the, some of the costs and we would also share in some of the profits if you
0: know, or some of the uh, trying to recoup <laughs> right. our losses. I should. <laughs> I say. got you. Well, as far as that's that's and that's a very cool way to do it. Uh, as far as the uh, the artwork, the artwork looks is it is it done by the same person that did Times Beach? Yes,
2: um, Angelica does most of, if not all, of our artwork. Um, Angelica is a graphic designer, so we have an uh, an expert right, right. in that in the band, which is really nice. A lot of times bands uh, will Google, like, an old movie poster and just put their band name on it. (laughs) And we don't have to do that, which is nice uh, for posters and stuff. Our posters aren't, like, a picture of a guy, like, lifting weights in in a skull. (laughs) I guess it could be, which would be sweet. But um, we have a graphic designer who does all this stuff uh, for for free, essentially. Uh, So I'm just... And she likes to do it. So she like was totally on board with making the album covers. And uh, she designs the shirts. And pretty much everything you see, the, the little logo that we've got, that she did all right,
0: that's I, I, I thought that might be the case. That's why I asked. Because there's a lot of uniformity throughout all your graphics, all your visual stuff. The flyers, yeah. the album, both album covers. There's, they all look like the same artist did them. So I was gonna guess that was somebody in your band and that's why i would say it and i also i didn't i didn't see anything with the with the releasing with the record store so i assumed you were doing some self-release stuff so and this is what i'm getting so this is lavender sky seems like it's a lot of it is an in-house product is did you have somebody else produce the record or did you guys handle that yourselves as well um
2: produce so we had um don who's the owner of the record space Sat in on most of the recordings, although COVID got in the way of that a little bit towards the end. Um, and the person who recorded, engineered, mastered it, did a little bit of producing too is Gabe Usery, who did the um, who also did Times Beat. Uh, he runs Encapsulate, or he doesn't run it, but he's like one of the. He's like one of the guys at Encapsulated Studios,
0: which is a nice recording studio in St. Louis. Cool. So it sounds like sounds like if if it's not in-house as far as in the band, it's at least local in St. Louis. Um, everything. Is there anything yes. about Lavender Sky that was kind of outsourced?
2: No. I don't think so. <laughs> Good. That's No, now that you mentioned it, I don't cool. think so. That's,
0: and and I don't know why uh, how I got that impression, but I I think maybe because there's not It looks like this is it looks like it feels like this is something that you guys are doing on your own. And I mean that. In a, like it, like the yeah. the way you're presenting it seems like this is Fight Back Mountain's Fight Back Mountain record. It's not somebody else trying to make a, make a buck on it or whatever. It's just you guys doing it because you want to do it and because you love doing it. And I, I think it's just Yeah, and that's totally accurate. Okay, so you mentioned COVID. How much did that play oh, a part yeah. in this record? <laughs> or positive Uh, or negative
2: quite a bit uh so we were supposed to do um we were supposed to do a tour um and play a bunch of shows in 2020 and that didn't happen um the first recording session for the album in which we recorded fatima uh uncle amaro a bunch of other ones like half the record basically um was in february 2020 ding dong yeah (laughs) coming up uh so it was like February 25th. Yeah, right, or right on the door. Uh, and then right on the doorstep. Yep. And then, um, and I remember like going in that weekend, this is because there was like a couple of days in between. And I was like, mm. <laughs> I was already kind of like, oh, I don't know. And um, so then there was a long break. And it was probably a few months where we couldn't really do band practice, not really. And um, we couldn't really finish the record either. Because I had all these songs that we were supposed to do and we couldn't practice them. So therefore we couldn't record them. And uh, it was a big hassle. And then finally after a few months, I think we started practicing again in like June or maybe like May. We hit the ground running like super hard. Uh, It definitely wasn't May. I think it was June. We hit the ground running and um, we were able to um, take some of the songs that we were originally going to do for the second half and then some new ones that in in a way was a benefit because I was, you know, like everybody else, locked up yeah. inside. So I had a lot of time to write new material and perfect the other material that we were going to record. So there was a few songs that were um they wouldn't have happened if not for COVID, for right. better or worse. Um and some of those are uh the song uh old Lang Syne, which is the last second to last song on the album. That was about the quarantine stuff. So obviously that wouldn't have happened. Uh, and then the song Here Here Come the Pretzels, which is the ending song, which is my personal favorite on the album, was um, a song that I wrote the guitar part to in quarantine and Angelica wrote the lyrics in quarantine too. So there's a, a, f- a couple of the ones towards the end where um, they wouldn't have
0: happened at all if not for um Yeah, it's, it's, that's why I asked because it's, it's and that's why I said it was there a negative or positive effect because it sounds like there was a negative effect that ended up bringing some positives out of it. Is and I feel like a lot of bands have been through this where it gave them more time to hash out shit and figure out their song. I feel like a, a, there, there are yeah. quite a few people to, that I talked to that squandered the opportunity, but you know it was whatever you know <laughs> do whatever you can do whatever you want in this uh, whatever it was called. But uh, but yeah, but I think it's interesting to people that were able to. Uh, keep the song in the incubator a little longer and come out with something better or make something different um and it's
2: yeah i like that analogy because i definitely think that um had we had just waited a couple months and then like if it was a normal year and we did the first recording session and then a couple months later we did the second one the album probably wouldn't have been as as good as i think right. it turned out uh because it would have had different songs on it that maybe weren't as solid uh, it, it would just been different. Maybe I mean, maybe it would have been better, <laughs> but I think it just would have been different. Different, and um, and I like the way it came out. So I'm uh, kind of accustomed to saying, or kind of inclined to say, I should say that uh, I think it actually did help the quality of the record a little bit, as much as I don't want to well, admit no, it.
0: Because I tough. can tell you one thing for for it being two different recording sessions, I I didn't notice. Um, is did, when, yeah, Gabe I'll say is a when really you listen to it, can engineer. you tell? I mean, other than the fact that you know. No, yeah. not really. Not really. That's good. <laughs> that is very good. Um, so, this record officially comes out, when is it? October 15th? Is yes. that going to get like the full digital? Like, so it'll be, I mean, you guys seem like you've got a pretty good handle of this. That'll be available streaming everywhere. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It'll be on Spotify, Apple. YouTube, uh, all the streaming services, but then it'll also be on our Bandcamp. If you want to toss us a, a download, it'll be up there. Uh, we also sell vinyls and CDs through our Bandcamp, um, so it'll be available everywhere, uh, all
0: on the same day. It looks just... like you already have the records in hand, right? So uh, I do. they're in that. They're that's awesome. There. Was that did that impact your release date at all? Was it around when you could? Because I know vinyl pressings have been. A motherfucker dude.
2: yes they have been so uh yeah so originally we were gonna release the album in um, june <laughs> and uh obviously that right. didn't happen and uh we kept pushing it back because part of it was because i i have the thought that you know we're a smaller band working with a limited audience if they if there's you know uh let's say I think right now we have like 400 monthly listeners, which is pretty good for us. Uh, if we have like 400 monthly listeners, like maybe like, maybe like a hundred of those, if we're, if we're lucky, we'll buy a record. Right. So we need to increase the size of our audience and stuff like that. And that comes with time, of course, playing shows when you can. And, um, my thought process was, okay, so there's these hundred people or so, maybe 200 that would buy one. Um, if you tell them hey, it's streaming and then buy the record later, yeah, maybe that number goes down to fifty or seventy-five. And it's just it's too expensive of an endeavor to just kind of poop out there. So I was like, let's just wait until we have the record. And then it got pushed to July and August and then September. And then I sat down with Don and said, if we don't get them in the middle of September we're just going to drop it in the middle of October because that's my favorite month (laughs) is Halloween rock on. Uh, And if, if we don't have the records, then we'll deal with it then. But by that point that I made that ultimatum that it has to come out by the middle of October, it was, it had been mastered for, it's been mastered since February, (laughs) you know, it's been done since February of this year. And we've had the CDs since July. Yeah. So, or maybe even earlier than that. So it's been a long time that we've had all this stuff except for the vinyls. But the vinyls, is a it's important to me and it's important to Angelica and Don. Um, so I said, screw it. We're putting it out October 15th. If we don't have the vinyls, then whatever. At this point, yeah. whatever. But we had them. So it kind of worked out. Because I don't like the idea of releasing music too late in the year. You Because I feel like about. people yeah. ignore no, Never it. too
0: early, never too late. Yeah. You got to be... It's it's like you gotta be between October and March, like or March October. I guess you you gotta be in there, Um, otherwise you get forgotten about or or missed. Kind of you know.
2: And I don't want to I don't want to sound like a a bag or anything, but like it it can't make it into best ups (laughs) if you put it out too late. No, it's. Yeah, you know, I don't want to I don't want to say presume
0: anything, yeah, no, but it can't. You, you, right? Yeah, you're totally taking it off the table for those type sorts of things if you're too late. And it's interesting though like yeah. the how you're talking about releasing the record without the vinyl available. Because we all know vinyl is really the only physical thing that actually sells. I mean, I know people buy CDs myself included, but but records are the thing that's gonna sell the most. Um, and I I've seen with two two of my friends' bands, I think it was last year, both released records digitally and then later did the vinyl and it worked out incredible for one of them and it didn't and it didn't really? work out at all for the other yeah it worked out for one guy <laughs> so well that he sold out of that first copy and then one of the biggest labels in the world signed him and is going to reissue the same record in the same year you know worldwide century media you know which is like the biggest metal labels in the world is going to reissue like so it worked out so well for one and then the other one is like i wish i never did it like you know so so i think you made the right call yeah um
2: yeah i think so it was just painful to have the google drive folder laughing at me being like nobody can hear this (laughs) So, but now that now that it's out there and it's all uploaded and it's ready to go, it
0: feels good. 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 So so you mentioned uh or maybe you didn't, but it sounded like you were talking about touring, building an audience. What are the any future plans for Fight Back Mountain as of the record release? Um
2: so yeah, so we want to do a you know, a five-date tour or something like that. It's just a matter of getting it set up and uh I think we're we're probably going to wait until um, the Delta stuff chills out a little bit to start touring that, or I should say yeah. booking that, but it's just one of those things where we really want to do it, but we want to make sure it gets done right. And we don't want to half-ass it, uh, cause that's just not our style. And, um, right now that entails yeah. waiting cause you know, it's just, it's unfortunate, but that's just the way it is. So we definitely plan on doing a tour though, um, at some point and, um, just trying to play. Like, we try and limit it to like one show a month. Um, right, especially here. local. Yeah. And um, yeah, you know, once a month. And we, we plan on doing that. We're doing a record release
0: show um, on the 16th. If you're in the I area. I won't be. <laughs> but this will be out yeah, <laughs> the Monday before that. So that's where I have it on the schedule. So please do say nice. where it is.
2: Yes. Yeah, if you're out, if you're in St. Louis or, I don't know, Carbondale, <laughs> Illinois or something, you feel like driving over. Uh, and then we have a show coming up with a couple touring bands called um, The Slow Death and Arms Aloft, um, and that's coming up. Um, I'm going to look it up so I don't get the date wrong. You can <laughs> yeah, cut this yeah. part. Uh, the Yeah, so we have a, a show coming up, too, with the touring bands, The Slow Death. Uh, Arms aloft, and then another local band called Grave Grave Neighbors, and that comes with it's coming up on November eighth. I thought it might have been the ninth, but it's November eighth. Uh, so we've got a few shows planned, uh, and we want to do a tour. But I mean, you know, stuff's kind of up in the air. It's kind of weird.
0: So that's kind of where well, we're I'll at. Take your time. It seems to be working. Um, the record, like I said, I only just listened to it entirely today, but it's great. It's it's. It's it's better than Times Beach. Thank you. I like Times Beach, and it's better than that. Um, some of the, as, some of those songs that you released already, like I said, I already know them. Like I've listened to them enough time. Like nobody's making me listen to these fucking songs. Like like like, like and I, <laughs> I guess that's that's specifically like Fatima. I think that song is great, and I and I know it very well. And that's because I've listened to it a lot, right? And that's not because that's not just. Yeah. I'm not just kissing your ass here. I'm not just making something up, you know? I think you guys do write good songs. Right. And uh, everything that you've done so far, I've enjoyed. And I'm glad we finally got to do this. We talked about doing this for a while. And I guess we kept pushing it back because of, I don't know, maybe it was the record release. I don't know. Well, might as well do
2: it when the record's coming out, right? it makes
0: way more sense. All right. Well, Adrian, thanks for finally doing this. Thank you.
1: Against the lavender sky Lawyers pro-life Coalitions Waiting for the afterlife Smiling faces on a worn outside Now she's so blasé Repeated timelines It's taken for robberies Have you met your hands? Did you hit your mark? Have you become God? depressive pericard I was born into a storm a guest who'll have a disguise given a name and a number and a fleeting deadline an insignificant part of a passing moment only connected by a silent all-seeing eye to the valley And what will be left When everything is finally gone A scream in the night And I'm not coming home Make this decision And it's all my own Just call through the
0: Sky by Fight Back Mountain. The title track off of their new album, Lavender Sky. Go order that right now. I believe you can go to their bandcamp page and get that. I want to thank Adrian again for taking the time to have the conversation. I'm sorry it was a little messed up. I but you know, I I don't know if I put it in there, but we we talked before a little bit, and he had mentioned that he had done another podcast before, and that episode got ruined too. So I didn't want to I didn't want to throw this one out. So hopefully the overlapping wasn't too unbearable and you were all able to get through it. But, but most importantly, you checked out the songs Fatima and Lavender Sky at the beginning and end of the interview, and you are going to go check out the entire record, Lavender Sky, right now, wherever you so please. Um, I guess you can't check it out right now because it's Monday and it doesn't come out till Friday, but you, you know what I mean. Okay, um, but yeah, that'll be mostly it for this week's episode. Um, again, for the like fifth time, thanks Adrian for doing this. And, uh, yeah, thank you for listening. If you're still listening, I always appreciate the people that stick around to the end. I'm not sure how many people do. I'm not sure how many people actually listen to the songs. I'm not sure how many people, uh, do the intro do the outro. I don't know. I don't look at that type of stuff. I don't, I don't care at this point. Okay. I'm, I'm getting close to 200 episodes here and, uh, I stopped, worrying about a lot of it at this point i'm just doing what i do okay if you listen the whole way through or at all that's up to you and i appreciate it but uh hey and if you do hey let me know that that'd be nice but you don't have to you can go give a rating and review on whatever podcast listening platform of your choice but you don't have to do that you're not going to do that anyway so um, i know better um and that's okay. I get it. I'm trying to step back a little bit, to just uh, lower my expectations, which I've done, you know, naturally over the years. But I'm coming up on on finishing four years of this thing, so I know what to expect at this point. And uh, I'm just happy that sometimes people listen. And when I look at the the, uh, the the when I do look at the analytics, and I see that people literally listen all over the world, that blows my mind. I do not understand that, and I'm glad you do, though. Um, so yeah, so. Let's end this with a song from Illudium. they have an album coming out this this week as well um, it's not coming out on Friday for some reason it's coming out October 15th huh is that Friday I don't think so right let's look at the calendar here no that that is that is in fact Friday Have I been saying other dates wrong on this episode um if, <laughs> But it's quite possible. Lavender Sky by Fightback Mountain comes out October 15th, I think. Right? Or no, did he say October 18th? I'm not sure. I don't remember. But it comes out sometime within the next week. How about that? And this album, uh, Ash of the Womb from Illudium comes out October 15th. It's coming out on Prophecy Production Records. Well, they say Prophecy Productions. But uh, I'm going to say records. I'm going to add record- records to the end of that. Um, they call it uh, Dark Dream Gaze. Somebody does. Their promo people do at least. And uh, I listen to it and I like it. This song uh, has a video as well. It's called Semper Virens. Semper- Let me try this again. Semper Virens. Semper Virens. Semper Verins? I don't know. You can check it out. There's a YouTube video for it. There is all sorts of stuff for this band and they are pretty damn cool and it's nice relaxing vibe. So let's end it on that. Again, this is Illudium off of their album Ash of the Womb. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.